From local legend to worldwide folklore, these stories could have originated right in your backyard. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. And this week, we're going to be listing our top five urban legends for the fifth and final week of our uh, Spooktober, Listober, uh, October scary topic extravaganza thing that we've been doing. And uh, what a way to end it, because this is, I'm very excited for this list, because this is just, it's Fake, as far as we know. Semi-real. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, could could happen. So, yeah, pretty, I'm, I'm ready to be spooked. Yeah. And some of the stuff that I researched is is pretty creepy, and I'm, I'm excited and ready to dive in. So, without uh, further delay, let's go ahead and dive into it. Cameron, you want to kick us off with your number five? Number five. So, for my number five, um... What better way to end our Halloween month? And I'm going to start off with one called a Halloween Massacre. Um, this is a really interesting urban legend that I found. I, I, I mostly just love the way that it's worded. Um, let me go into it, though. So this is a Halloween massacre that hasn't happened yet, but it was predicted to happen at some point in time later. Okay. So this is the so this is interesting. Uh, someone predicted, a psychic predicted, uh, that a masked man uh, on Halloween or possibly dressed as Little Bo Peep in some of the variations, okay. yeah, was going to come uh, and just start murdering people on a on a campus, and he was going to murder everybody on the campus. So that that was oh, the prediction okay. by the psychic, right? So this is this is not like low, like going to go murder a couple people, like yeah. murder a whole university. Like I murder. I love the way it's worded though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this directly as I found it. Uh, so he will enter the campus of a university that starts with the letter M or W, is located near a pond or lake or river, a railroad track, or a cemetery. So pretty much anything. Right. He will then <laughs> kill everybody there. So I, I just love the way it's worded because it like they're like, it could be next to a stream. It could be next to grass. It could be next to a dumpster. It could be next to a King's Supers. It could be next to anything. And I just, I love that idea that the psychic's like, it's going to happen one of these places that could be anywhere. Did it's you ever ridiculous. see that South Park episode with uh, Crossing Over with John Edwards? You know that show where he like talks to the dead? No. Yeah, but, I, I've actually But they that. talk about how like his technique is he starts with like these super, super broad questions and kind of narrows it down from there. Oh, and yeah. that's exactly what I think about when you yeah. like, this is going to take place on some campus yeah. somewhere <laughs> at some time. Some, and everybody's like, oh my God. Somebody's starting with an M. <laughs> well, I chose this one too because I had just watched this old news report where these uh, news journalists, they they went in and they duped a psychic. So they had a guy, it's someone who helps solve crimes or whatever, and they had a guy come in uh, and pretend to be a client for her and hand a, sis hand a picture of his missing sister for 30 years, you know, air quotes there. And then the reporter that was actually doing the case, she was like, this is a picture of me and I'm very much alive. So then they showed that to the psychic and the psychic told him that she, that the little girl had been brutally murdered and killed and hidden in the woods and even pointed to the map and said she's within a one to two mile range of this area of a forest which is Jeez. small you know i don't know i just thought it was great because of that reason i really love i love the way psychics word things yeah I just i think it's great psychics themselves are just just there's something where was that <laughs> where was the 
psychic or do you know where it was originated? I don't know. Uh, okay. It was it does it didn't even say who the actual psychic was. It was just a popular psychic at the time, but it's never is happened. It based in America? Yeah, it is okay. based in America. And uh, the specific universities um, that have students that actually still fear it's going to happen, whether it's like someone who copies the idea of it or whatever it may be, is the University of Michigan, uh, Michigan State University, and then University of Miss Minnesota and University of Wisconsin. I immediately so, thought like William and Mary also. Yeah. W. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you and know. since it can be next to anything, you right. know, it could be anything with an M or a W. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, but pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of broad stroke there. <laughs> <laughs> In a good it's interesting, though, because it's a legend that hasn't happened yet. Like you said, it's, yeah. it, that's interesting. And, so. and the, I'll leave it off with just, this one is also super interesting in a realistic way because someone could try and copy the idea. That's so a little more terrifying than happen. the legend itself. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes. So it could essentially happen. Cool. Um, cool. Good way to start us off. Um, I'm going to move on over into something that is actually in our backyard uh, with an uh, urban legend called Blucifer. And if any of you uh, non Colorado <laughs> people don't know what Blucifer is, if you oh, were to ever fly into uh, the Denver airport, you will see this massive blue stallion uh, reared up with these demonic red glowing eyes. And uh, so that's a big, big, like... Uh, staple of of at least the Denver area. I don't know how like far it spreads out in the Colorado area, but at least the Denver area, everyone knows about Blucifer. Um, it was actually uh, shrouded in some controversy in the way that like there was a lot of deaths that were stringed along with it. So, yeah. like, you know, from the, the actual like creator of the statue to I think his son as well uh, was also killed uh, shortly after this actual statue was put up. Right. You know, different stuff like that. So, um, but it's... Everybody who, like, talks about it, <laughs> so one of the articles that I ran into when I was, like, actually, because I was, like, let me see if this is really, like, some sort of, like, urban legend on it, but it's, like, Blucifer, the murderous Mustang of Denver Airport, which is super fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's, there's just... I think I've actually heard the story, but it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah no, it's, story. It's, 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 like, if you ever get a chance, I mean, he looks terrifying. Like, who, I don't know whose idea it was for the red eye, if it was the original creator. It's creators, supposed but. to be orange eyes. Yeah. And it's orange? not yeah. orange eyes. Yeah. It's just it's like blood red. Blood it's like red crimson red. red. It's like yeah. glowing. Yeah. There's actual lights in, yeah. like, the, in that. So they're actually glowing when you drive by, and then they have, like, these uh, lights, obviously, because they want to show it off. So they have these lights up from underneath it. <laughs> which, which anybody, like, <laughs> anybody in film or lighting knows <laughs> that bottom lighting oh, is just, like, like horror. <laughs> Well, and it's like reared up and stuff. Yeah. Like, welcome to the International Airport welcome of Denver. To, yeah, there's already, to Denver. And there's already like creepy stuff in the airport itself. Yeah. And then you leave the airport and the first thing you see is like this terrifying blue horse yeah. with red yeah. eyes. But do you know the story about the guy who created it? Uh, I feel like I read the story at one, one point, but when I was so, back on this, enlighten us. I believe that, I could be wrong, so if I'm wrong, you guys let me know, especially, you know, we have a lot of Colorado listeners to the yeah. podcast, so, you know, feel free to tweet us and tell me I'm wrong, but... Um, the guy who created it, I think, I believe the head came off. It was the yes. jaw. The jaw. Yes, jaw yes, yes, and, yes, like, right. and like severed a, a vein or something in his leg. And he actually died from it. Yeah. It's like the guy who created the horse actually, the God horse actually killed, killed him. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a restoration on it. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. And then they had to call in his brother to come finish off the restoration, which has got to be difficult as well. Like your brother died from this thing yeah. that everyone already hates. Work. And then you <laughs> have to go finish it off. 
But I also, I just love it because there there has been a petition for a long time to try and get the horse down, but the government always fights against it. Like, they want that horse sitting there. I, I love it. I love Lucy. Yeah. But... Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want that horse to stay up, and if they don't keep it by the airport, then they need to put it in the center of downtown. Oh, that fantastic. would be the best. I would... I would Go visit it all the time. Okay. So right in the middle of Mile High, <laughs> I will walk underneath it if they I can. Football players have to run around, <laughs> just, just like hanging from. <laughs> There's this snippet of the article that I was reading on it. It's like the Blue Mustang, with its Horsemen of the Apocalypse feel, merely adds another element of intrigue to the cluster of conspiracies at Denver International. It's so like if you don't know anything else about like Denver, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories around the entire like so airport itself. So like having that that murderous horse at the forefront of it is just. I mean, Denver's a weird like Colorado is a weird state in general. <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they just put like the Broncos mascot riding Lucifer. And you're just, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, like yeah. how how weirder can you make yeah. a horse riding a horse? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I totally get that. It's Denver. <laughs> The hellacious, hellacious horse continues to maintain its watch over the airport. So, there you go. So, Blucifer, right? Start one off uh, with our own backyard here. All right. So, my number five is going to be um, not international, but it's going to be off the, the continental U.S. It's going to be based in Hawaii, and it's going to be the Night Marchers. And okay. I don't know if you guys came across this in your research. I, I did. I did. Yep. Uh, so the Night Marchers are uh, they're deadly ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors mm-hmm. who, after dark, march like down the street. And it says that they, uh, they're dressed for battle. They're carrying spears, clubs, and some are actually beating like war drums and stuff. And it says that uh, people can hear like chanting and drums and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, <laughs> the terrifying thing is it says... If you see them and you make eye contact, eye contact with them, it means that you are marked for death. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Comforting. Just, yeah, That's you like just like happen across them. You're like, crap, now I'm going to die. Accident. Yeah, <laughs> an accident. Um, it says that one of the only ways to uh, um, like respect them and not die is to lie face down on the ground. I, I was seeing in the middle of the street. Yeah, and, and remain motionless. Yeah. Um, but it says they march from from sunset to sunrise, and then sometimes they actually march in daylight if they're like escorting a spirit of a fallen warrior or yeah. something like that. So um, it's pretty. I mean, I guess it's less creepy than like something coming to get you or something like that. But it's definitely creepy in the sense of like you could be accidentally marked for death. Yeah, or just yeah. sitting there and hearing stuff and looking yeah. up like there's nothing there or something. You know, something like that. Um, so they carry torches, which is, it's like, it's like seeing something, it's like those horror movies where you see something, you're like, you run inside, you're like, you gotta to come see this, and then you come back outside and there's nothing there. And it's just, it's just terrifying. I, I always um, think it's funny when I hear, like, you're marked for death. I always think back to uh, Men Who Stare at Goats, where he's like, I was cursed and marked for death. And then he goes over, like, all the different people that died. Like, one of them died at, like, 72, and, like, another (laughs) one died from, like, some random thing. But it's always funny to me because it's like, you're going to die, but it never mentions when or how. It doesn't always mention that, like, you're just going to, like, spontaneously explode. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you're going to die. Yeah, well, we're all going to (laughs) die. I'm already marked for death at some point in time. Um, But it says, uh, it says... Any mortal looking upon or being seen in defiance toward the marchers will die violently. So that, I guess that the violently 
thing is kind of the kicker. <laughs> it's kind of like a version of Robert the Doll that we talked about in in uh, our yeah it was. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was a, a pretty solid choice because it's not super treacherous, but it's also one of those things that's really kind of creepy. Yeah. And yeah. if you go to Hawaii and you hear chanting at night, you're going to wonder <laughs> yeah. like what that is. Because it could very well just be like a luau or something like that, but you don't, having known this now, and you're gonna me having anxiety, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. do I yeah. want to go out and look? <laughs> let, me look let me peek out the window. Just yeah. don't look at anyone in Hawaii carrying torches, because I, I feel like that's going to be night. so easy. That's night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like banging war drums or anything. But yeah, Night Marchers in Hawaii is my number five. Number four. All right. Uh... Moving into our number four, then. I have, uh, I'm going to go even further overseas, uh, just past Hawaii. I'm going to go to Japan um, for this one. Uh, but we have the slit mouth woman on my number four here. That sounds horrifying. Yeah, yeah. so this originated in the uh, Edo era of Japan. Uh, the, the, the backstory here for this woman is that a samurai used his sword to cut his wife's face uh, from ear to ear because he found out she was cheating on him. Fair. Uh, so, you know, because that's just what you do in that situation. So he jokered her. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's yeah. actually kind he of He jokered or, or like, Black Orchid. Like, the... Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh, I just thought it was really, really interesting because, for one, this is something that I've seen done multiple times in film. Uh, if specifically, one of my favorite renditions is she actually shows up in the Constantine TV show briefly in an alleyway. And you might remember when I go over I do what remember happens. That. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the way it works is she will walk up to you. Uh, she just kind of walks through the streets as a spirit. And sh- her face is covered by a surgical mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she will ask you whether she's pretty. If you reply no she'll kill you with a pair of scissors. If you reply yes, she removes her mask and says, how about now? And she's obviously got like, you know, the sliced open face. Uh, and then if you answer yes again, then she slices your face from ear to ear, just like hers. Uh, and if you answer no, then she'll cut you in half, which I feel like is a way over, like a jump yeah. from the rest of it. Oh, yeah. What you're saying is it's a lose-lose yeah. Yeah. situation. No, you, I mean, the best win there is just tell her she looks pretty. It's yeah. like that thing for Fairly Odd Parents, like, tell me I'm pretty, like that. <laughs> but that's the best situation. You get just your mouth. You don't mouth. get cut in yeah. half, though. Then you have you the best live. Joker cosplay for the rest of your life. Yeah. But that's about all you've got. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a really creepy thing that this woman whose face was sliced. It doesn't even say that she dies. That's what I think is so interesting. Is it's just like her face is sliced from ear to ear. So it could just be like a woman who lost her mind. I mean, and she's walking around slicing people. Yeah. It, that I just there's. In every, like, myth and every lie, there's always, like, some grain of truth. So I always wonder, like, where that comes from. Like, did someone actually get sliced ear to ear and then just have to live like that? Did she co- become, like, insane in that time period and that's where this originated? Or did pe- were people just, like, afraid of her afterwards? Because, like, a lot of times in history of people who are disfigured, they're often looked at as, you know, not part of society anymore. So, like, I wonder if, like, she was pushed away and that just became the urban legend. I just think it's really, really interesting that it's been around for a long time. It's been around since the Edo, since the Edo period of Japan. So this says that methods that can be used to survive an encounter with her are answering her question by su- describing her appearance as average. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or, or That's the most sarcastic thing I've heard. It's, it's like, average. am I pretty? <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll leave you alone. All right. I've got a girlfriend. Or distracting her with money or hard candies. 
So just keep oh, like, just keep like, I don't know, like peppermints yeah, on you or something. I was just thinking like Jolly Ranchers. Like, are you just like taunting her with the fact it's gonna fall out of her face? Is that what right. you're doing? I'm gonna start carrying like Jolly Ranchers. She just starts like, crying and runs away. <laughs> just give her a quarter and be like, it's candy now. That's yeah. it's this. You can also say something that will confuse her, and you'll get a chance to run away. <laughs> Look it actually there. says that in the thing. Yeah. Well, it says oh it in a Wikipedia, so take that with what oh, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how teller, one of us is telling the line. The we were talking the about how interesting Japanese folklore and stuff is, and how we kind of yeah. want to do an international folklore episode. But I guess some of the Japanese stuff is there's hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. such a cool story. I guess that's kind of leaning towards like the more miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like oh it, it kind of like uh, desensitizes me to that story now. Unfortunately, yeah. I kind of want to forget. I just, I just want to know if any of those things work. Just, <laughs> where did the theories come from? Some guy's like, "Oh man, I ran into her and I gave her some hard candies. <laughs> that totally worked." I just threw <laughs> a rock behind her and ran away, <laughs> begging for my life. I have hard candy in my pocket. She's like, "Ooh, let me have some." <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! Uh, sorry right. for ruining your choice, but that was a great no, choice. It was a terrifying. Uh, She's Sorry. definitely a little creepy. I mean, I was I I was looking up. I was trying to look it up, mm-hmm. but I kept getting stuff for the movie. I was gonna say there's also a movie. Yeah, so I kept seeing like the Joker. Yeah, there's a lot of renditions of this like character, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, she looks terrifying in the movie. Like, yeah, the I mean, it is, it is definitely creepy. The eyes is what does it. But yeah, so I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, maybe one of these. So cool. Nice. Moving on. Um, and I'm going to... I, I debated on where I was going to put this one because I kind of wanted to see about using this one to kick off our the holiday season after this because my number four pick is going to be Krampus. Okay. The story of Krampus as an urban legend. Um, if, you know, you don't know... I've never actually watched a movie for the record, so I don't really... I don't know how, how that dare you. I know. <laughs> God, I'm fired. I've seen um, it so many times. <laughs> but one of the things that just fascinates me is like when I first found out about it, it's like he's the, the, the anti-clause is what he is like he's the exact opposite of what santa claus is instead of like providing all the the uh you know the good boys and girls with presents and treats and stuff over the holidays he but but he's older than santa claus yes yes yeah. he he was you know so maybe he's, got he's also germanic of... too he's also germanic yeah. he's, uh so he's more like seated in the the german lore and and that area but because they can't just be happy <laughs> like you better behave and he'll bring you toys and Krampus is like you better behave or he'll eat you you know what's funny is like I was actually like when I first heard about it like I think I see I don't remember if I saw somewhere if I just imagined this but I was like I imagine like Krampus and and Santa Claus working in coalition with each other like you know Krampus would like you know do all his things with the, with the good ones and Krampus would take like you're on the naughty list that yeah, totally, totally, naughty. So totally Krampus makes it worse to me though because that's like a kidnapper hiring someone to kidnap for them <laughs> like you're still a bad person yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> but so to keep to keep kind of giving a little bit of backstory, so Krampus essentially like to, to he if you're on the naughty list, then he essentially takes you. And some story says he eats you. Uh, he eats the child. He puts him ch- puts the children in his sack and he, his bag that he carries over his shoulder, and he uh, you know takes them with him. And, and some story says he eats him. Some story says he makes you a slave. So, I mean, take that with you know I'd what you will. Eaten, but I think you'd rather yeah. just be dead. I mean, I mean it yeah, depends on like, what he would put you through. I mean, if he's Krampus, an uh, evil toy maker, I don't know. Is that <laughs> right? <good> to do? <laughs> but, so yeah, I thought Krampus was pretty cool. Plus, he's like, his description is pretty wild, too, because yeah. he's, uh, he's usually described as like a, uh, 
like a half goat, half demon type yeah. of type of. Yeah, he's like he's like Satan Claus. Yeah, yeah that's the, it. That's no, almost exactly no, no what it is. There have been a lot of cool artistic renditions of yeah. Krampus. There have been a lot of really bad artistic yeah. renditions of Krampus. Uh, there's one movie uh, that just is like him is like this blue creature with really bad horns, and it's just terrible. The the actual Krampus, the movie, he looks really good. I like the way he looks. So part of the article that I have on here is, while the jolly bearded fellow up north gives a kid, nice kid's present, Krampus aims to scare the naughty kids into behaving better by beating them with birch branches or hauling them off to hell in sacks. Is it Krampus Unleashed? No, there's oh, a worse God. version. Okay. There's okay. a worse version than that. He's like this really bad CGI. No, there's nope. a worse version. <laughs> I'm showing Cameron yeah, pictures of yeah, just to see if I can narrow down which one he's talking about. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show me though. I'm interested. I, I will. See, I I'll, see I'll look it up so I can find it for you. That one looks pretty cool. The Christmas Devil <laughs> looks kind of cool. It's like Santa Claus but with like a skull face. Oh wow. He's even got the yeah the Santa Claus garb on. But I don't I know, know. One of the things like I imagine like instead of like us. Like, as Americans being like, oh, you better better be good this year, otherwise Santa's not going to bring any presents or Santa's going to leave you cold. You know, like, I imagine the Germans, like, saying in their, you know, their German voices, like, you know, you better, you know, you better be good, otherwise Krampus is going to come get you. And then, like, immediately just, just give the kids nightmares that night. But I found the picture, but it won't load. This oh, won't of load. course not. Yeah, oh, it's, dude, uh, it's nice. really bad. It's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. He and he's like, like he what's the name of the, the, the title? So uh, it's Krampus the Reckoning. If yeah, you guys so look want to up, look that up, look up Krampus the Reckoning. He looks awful. I recommend looking up the trailer for it because he looks even worse. <laughs> it's he's CGI, <laughs> but it it's like, low budget CG. Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, it's, God. I've never it watched like the movie sci-fi esque because I remember seeing it's, like movies like The Troll on sci-fi or uh, the ogre rather like the rock monster or something like that like it's, that level tj it's just really weird it's just really bad so my number four is gonna be right in our backyard jim it's gonna be riverdale road in thornton colorado uh there are home eight, of archie there are eight stories that Fired. are uh, yeah all right, I'll adjust. Eight stories? <laughs> anyway, Cameron, what's your number three? Just uh, <laughs> ruin it. Uh, no, there's, there are there are eight different stories that come from Riverdale Road. All right, so it's not just Wait, one. Wait, does this count as one for you? Yes. It counts as one because okay, of the I way Riverdale just, Road just It counts as one, but I'm not going to go into detail on all of them. Okay. Um, there's, there's a couple in particular that um, stuck out to me. So the first one... Uh, that I'm not going to go into detail about is that it says it literally has gates to hell. Uh, it says Those things are everywhere. <laughs> they're made. Uh, they're actually just made of rusty iron, so it's just a it's just a lore, you know, a legend thing. But there's one about a phantom jogger that I thought was interesting. So there's That's a story the about a jogger yeah. who was running on the road and was hit and killed, and he comes back. And it says if you park along the road, you can hear footsteps and you can hear heartbeats and heavy breathing and stuff. Mm. And every once in a while, you can also hear like something hitting your car. It's just kind of creepy. You just go out there and park. I don't know why you would go out there and park unless you're, I guess you're a thrill seeker or something like that. But I would uh, totally do it. I, I saw, I read about it, and mm. I told my girlfriend like that's what I'm gonna go do at some <laughs> point this year. Oh man, yeah. That's what I really want to do. So I mean, there's there's lesser things that in you know. They interest me less than some of that stuff. There's like, uh, they've captured EVP there, so there's like demonic activity. Um, there's bloody handprints on signs. 
There's uh, a phantom Camaro that apparently drives up and down I did see that one. Yeah, I did see a brief description on that one. Um, there's Native American shapeshifters. There's uh, a hitchhiker always needing a ride, which is kind of like a quintessential uh, trope. Yeah, yeah it's like basically like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. <laughs> but the other one that I found interesting was that there were uh, there were slaves that that lived in Colorado during you know back in the uh, 1800s and stuff, and you know. With slaves, unfortunately, a lot of them were hanged. And so it says when there's a full moon out on Riverdale Road, you can actually see bodies of slaves hanging from the trees, which is terrifying. That is, yeah. That would be horrifying. Those were the two. The jogger and the the slaves hanging were the two that kind of stuck out for me. And I was like, that was, I felt it uh, necessary. Plus, it's like right in our backyard. It's like right up the road. Yeah, it's in Thornton. So It's amazing um, to me that we still have unlit back roads like that at night because of the amount of like, stories like that that yeah. you hear of like all just all throughout the u.s because when i was scrolling through a lot of them were like you know spirits walking this road or you know that's mostly what urban legends are is honestly they kind of yeah. get down to like yeah. no matter where you're at it's always like they're walking on a road you have the hawaiian one the japanese yeah. one they're all the same yeah they're always walking somewhere that's like a slightly desolate area Dim- yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can i can i just mention one thing why is hell's gate always like rusted why is that always what people go with? It's never like because it's been around. It's never for a like long pearl, time. like like golden gate. But you, yeah. say, so you say it's been around for a long time. Opal, but wouldn't yeah. heaven's gate also be around for a long? Like is that one rusted out too? No, I'm I just, just I, I just I have no. I just always think it's funny. They're always like it has to be rusted because yeah. it makes it look. Well, worse. but if you look at a lot of like horror settings and stuff, like it's all like old decrepit buildings that like have rusted out, like you know doors. And, also, who goes to like gates that? and determines there's hell yeah. gates? <laughs> <laughs> like you go to a gate and you're like that's a that's you a, just like, hell maybe you like peer over and you're like oh god that is yeah. definitely hell open up the door and it's really hot you're like oh yeah that's a gate of hell right now <laughs> you just hear screams coming from the entryway <laughs> oh man alright fantastic number three and Kevin's like my number three is the gate to hell <laughs> It's rusted out. Like, oh, like, it's actually called Hell's Gate Bridge. Now that you bring it up, is it really? That's my number three. <laughs> wow, yeah. nailed it. <laughs> it originated in Alabama. Um, this bridge specifically is in Alabama. It originated its thought in the 1950s. Um, Hell's Gate Hell's Gate Bridge starts off with this young couple that's driving in the middle of the night. They're probably arguing. So that's usually how it goes in every movie I've ever seen. And then she screams, and then they drive off the bridge, and they both die. Right now, there are two main legends associated with this uh, whole area. Uh, one is that you go out to in the middle of the night to the bridge, you drive, and you have your car in the middle of it, and you turn off your lights, and the couple not standing on the bridge like I was expecting when I first read this, they're sitting in the back of your car. Oh, no way. So that's that's an intense one, and it's said that they leave a wet spot on the car. They which, pee in your car? Right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> But it's because they drowned that's in the water. That's the scary thing oh, about oh, okay. God, it doesn't just like smell of urine. That would be even worse. Uh, so Jeez, there's, <gasps> so there's that one. But then there's uh, the other one, which is how, which is where like the name came from for Hell's Gate, which is that. Uh, if you drive over the bridge and you look in your rear view or you look over your shoulder, then hell, there's a gate to hell behind you that you can see. Uh, but you have to be going, you have to be continually like driving, as from what I can tell. Um, it's like engulfed in flames and all kinds of stuff. 
Here, here's the really fun part about this one, though, is it has been closed off by the state of Alabama. You're no longer allowed to drive on it because the bridge has not been maintained. So it's said that even if you walk on it, there's a good chance you will fall through, and it's extremely dangerous. So the bridge is not maintained at all. So this is one of those urban legends that you can't actually test anymore. You'd have to go fix the bridge, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have to get permission to fix the bridge just to drive a car on it to see if a young couple appears in your car, leaving possibly a urine stain. So we know Elon Musk listens to this podcast, so he's just sitting there scratching his chin. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. When I'm not sending people to Mars, I'm fixing a bridge in Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just, I think it's really interesting. Just, it's another one of those things, you know, like a Hell's Gate portal opening up. There are tons of them around. Like, yeah. they always revolve around old things or someone dying. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. It's also about, it's also revolves around them dying like violently. It's yeah. not like they just be, like became ill and they were like, yeah. oh, he died from, you know, like a you know, stroke or a heart attack. But and now he haunts people. Well, it's yeah. interesting that you like bring that because like Supernatural, like at least the early seasons were all like, that was like a big thing for them is like they were hunting a lot of these ghosts and specters and stuff like that that were like all when it was we can't, violent deaths. We can't talk about Supernatural because Jared Padalecki is in jail right now. Yeah, that's so. true. He didn't just get arrested. <laughs> he got arrested? Yeah. He got drunk in a bar and I guess got in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, public intoxication. Same uh, Oops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. The one thing that I think is this. This is everything with ghost stories here. Uh, is ghosts always do the most mundane things? Like they do the most boring things they can do. Like yeah. you can you can conjure yourself into the backseat of someone's car and leave a water stain. But you can't, like, do something more interesting, like, shake the car or, I don't know, like, appear in their window and scream, honk their horn, (laughs) pull them into the river with you. Why do they do things that are just boring? It's like in movies when they're, like, opening cabinets and, like, you're like, why are you just Just opening? Just throwing stuff around, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know you want to I always out think it's funny. I don't know. I, yeah. Your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this teacup. <laughs> just like throw it across the room. They're silly. Silly. Silly ghosts. Silly ghosts. <laughs> uh, so cool. Moving on to my number three pick, which is going to be one that we had already talked about, uh, which is a little unfortunate because I thought it was really cool, but it's the Hawaiian Night Marchers. Oh, so you have heard of it. Okay, I have heard of it, yeah. I said I did. I just didn't want to say anything about it. So, I mean, most of the stuff has already pretty much been said. Like, Josh pretty much gave a lot of his backstory, or, like, a lot of the backstory on it already. One of the things that you left out that I found in an article that I thought was really interesting is um, on top of laying down in the middle of the street in order to try to save yourself from them, the article that I found says that you need to uh, reportedly lay face down, pee on yourself in submission, or miraculously share a bloodline with one of the warriors. So I don't know where the, the idea of peeing yourself on top of like laying, you know, I guess it's a sign of... What if you don't have to pee or you have stage Dude, if you hear you that and there's somebody, pee. if you're like That's marked fair. for death, you're probably going to pee yourself anyway. It just makes me so. like wonder if there was like a group of people that all laid down, but the one person that lived is just like the one well, guy that pissed himself. himself, himself like. <laughs> And he's like, so that's what you gotta do. Just trust me. Just trust me on this one. Just be yourself and you'll be fine. I was like, or everyone survived and the one guy, nobody talked about it. The one guy that peed himself was like, look. Look, What if, like, you lay down, though, like, someone else pees on you? Like, if you just can't go at that time, does it save you? uh, So the moral moral of this is, like, just, 
like keep hard candy in your in your back pocket and be prepared to pee yourself. Like that's like let's just that's probably the, the safest way to like. Those are not together. We're talking about the slit mouth woman. Yeah, and yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, do not try to throw hard candies at the night watch. <laughs> hey, don't make eye contact, and you'll still survive. That's true. Yeah, or you can repeatedly lay face down and pee yourself. I don't know. But it is fascinating that they have getting away from the kind of like the human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we're single-handedly ruining all these like yeah, scary, I don't, I don't scary want, tales. I don't want to offend the people listening because I know Hawaiians do take their, their folklore yeah. very serious. But yeah. it is interesting that it's Hawaiian warriors and mm-hmm. not just like people who died like on a bridge or something like that. It's yeah, like these people are people who, who like at one point like swore to protect these yeah. islands with their life. And, and according to these, they still do. They still like <laughs> yeah. they are forever. Like they're not like they're not evil in any way. Like yeah. they're 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 purely to protect us. And I think that's that's part of the reason why I put this on my list because I thought that was the coolest thing. Was like these guys are just here to protect. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, if you just happen to look at them the wrong way, but there's so many like, I this I feel like this is partly shrouded because like so many people are tour like are touring Hawaii like yeah. all the yeah. time that like that's what they're protecting is like they're protecting. The homeland homeland from invaders and outsiders and stuff. I mean, like, looking in the eyes and being killed, like, that's more of, like, a respect thing. I feel like like we talked about, like, Robert the Doll. It's, like, that's his whole thing is a respect thing. If you respect the doll, he will respect your life. And it's, like, the same thing with the Night Watchers. They don't, they want, like, it's it's just, like, an ancestral respect. But it also said, it it didn't, I don't know that it said, I have to go back and look, but I don't think it said you can't look them in the eye, like, in general, you can't look them in the eye and disrespect them, which is basically right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, in you know, if you see them and you look them in the eye, and like, them off. You're probably gonna die. <laughs> no, it's like yeah. some cultures, though, like looking someone in the eye is a sign of disrespect. Like you know, in actually quite a bit of cultures, like, yeah. like you know, there is. So yeah, yeah. yeah stop doing it, Josh. Yeah. Don't do it. All right. He just did. I think it. Cameron's gonna kill yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron just marked. You know what you gotta do. I'm just kidding. Nice. So, uh, my number three is going to be one that everyone knows, and it's probably, I'm, I'm going to assume it's on your list somewhere, but I don't know. It's going to be Bloody Mary. Um, Bloody Mary. Say it one more time. Is you have to be in the front of a mirror. I've got a window. It's close enough. It's just a <laughs> Some woman's mirror. Some is it, is it sad that I've ever never actually brought myself to do, like, say, the Bloody Mary all three times? Like, I've tried it a couple times, and I've never, um, I'm like, I don't want to find out. So the reason that I put it on my list is because it was a big thing when I was growing up, as in like elementary school and stuff. We would dare each other to go in the bathroom and do it, yep. and I also could never bring myself to do it. Yeah, just because I was a little chicken shit. <laughs> you know, but not growing up. Like, yeah, I totally said it. Nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things that's. I believe it's so. Bloody Mary gets her name from Mary the Queen, who okay. uh, was known for murdering all of her. Uh, the people. That is a terrible description. Yeah, but I mean. But uh, I forget the the Mary that it's based off of. I believe it's a British. Uh, Mary queen. Worth from the Salem witch trials is actually where they think it's based from. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So there there is a discrepancy. There is people that are arguing over this possibly imaginary woman in a mirror. Uh, some argue that it is a queen. Others do argue that it is uh, one of the witches burned at Salem. Okay. So. so the queen that I'm referring to is Mary the First, uh, Mary Tudor, who is one of Henry VIII's wives, and she was known for killing a ton of people. So she got the name Bloody Mary. Um, that's I had never heard of this. No, yeah, uh, 
Mary? That is the one that I've heard the most consistently, but there is the... I just want to mention the other one. No, I've never heard of that, so that's yeah. fascinating, yeah. yeah. Um, but, so the story goes that if you say Bloody Mary's name three times, uh, what I heard is three times in a mirror. I also heard that seven times uh, was another uh, alternative. I grew I up hearing three, out, I don't know how five, and seven, okay. and I did all of them when I was 12, and I'm still here today, so... Either she was doing it somewhere else, and we're happy to have. She was busy. Have the time. Yeah. Like maybe I got lucky. She was busy. And like, she had just <laughs> killed a whole group. It's like somebody did it the exact same time as you. Maybe she was like, at like oh, the wrong she, mirror, she and she's like, "I don't want to walk over there. Yeah. That's way too far." Um, so, so yeah, the uh, the story goes that you say her name x amount of times into a mirror, and she shows up and she kills you. Right. Um, like Beetlejuice, but not as much fun. Yeah, or it's Biggie Smalls, and he'll come up and shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a South Park reference. Yeah. In case, because I don't know if you got that it's or not, Cameron. It's the play on, you play, you say Biggie Smalls three times, whatever, and he shows up in the mirror. It's a play on Bloody Mary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so good, though. I actually seriously watched that one. Oh my God. The reason that I put it on there is not because I believe it. It's Well, I guess I did believe it when I was because a kid. You because you Because yeah. <laughs> I believed it when I was a kid, and it's a very big part of my childhood. It's um, it's always stuck with me because, like I said, I did it when I was a kid. We did it at my friend's house. Um, and I might have even been younger than 12. But we all stood in front of the mirror in the dark, mm-hmm. in the bathroom. And we all said it. We said it three times. Nothing happened. We said it five times. Nothing happened. We said it seven times. Then one of my friends screamed for fun to scare the rest of us. Uh, but that night, I vividly remember having, like, this terrible nightmare. And it just scared me to death. It was like she came, like she was hanging off of like one of those ceiling fans. Okay. And she's just like staring down at me oh. as I'm like sleeping. Like I used was to the sl- fan going? No, it's like just like sitting there. Circles? But it, she, her face was like in between okay. like, like um, the fan. And I used to sleep in between like this table and my friend's couch whenever I was over at his house. I was just like sleep on the floor there. Uh, and it was like vividly in my dream. And then she just like chases me down his hall and then I woke up. And it, it's always going to stick with me because <laughs> nothing actually happened. But that nightmare because of my fear of something happening came about. I just think that's such a vivid, like, yeah, I've yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that one. It was just so interesting. We're going to move on, but this has nothing to do with Bloody Mary, but the only dream that I vividly remember is having lunch in a fifties diner with Kane, the wrestler. (laughs) That's it. uh, Cameron, what's your number two? Not as interesting as that. Everybody's um, going to listen to it and be like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I want to know more. <laughs> well, you're not going to because I don't know. I have no idea. Read his biography eventually. <laughs> it'll, it'll explain so much. All right. Uh, so, Kane, if you're listening, I want to have lunch with you. <laughs> so, moving into equally ridiculous topics, I guess, honestly. Um, I've got uh, the Bunny Man. Bunny Man Bridge, specifically. Yep. Uh, so this one is a really interesting one. There are two different myths that go along with this. So I'll go over both of them as quickly as I can here. Um, so one of them is that, uh, there was an old, like insane asylum and it got shut down and all these prisoners were released. And then there, uh, was like this whole thing where there were like bunnies hung from the bridge and then this couple drove up. And, um, there were, like, these, um, like, bunny ears hanging from, like, a bridge or whatever, and it's, like, this man skinning them. What it essentially boils down to is there's no way that that actually happened because there is nothing on record about an insane asylum there at all. So there was never an insane asylum. There's not one still sitting there that's abandoned, like the myth says. There's nothing around the area. Uh, uh, so going into the actual, like, what could have actually happened, though, 
is there was a man and a fiance and his fiance who were driving up to the bridge and there was a man dressed in a white suit and he had long bunny ears. Uh, he screamed at them and that they were on private property and he threw uh, an, uh, like a hatchet at their front car window. Now, there was an investigator who dug into this because he was really curious about the whole myth and he found out that this one, he was able to track down the couple that this actually happened to and they still talk about it like it did actually happen. So that's one of those things. Uh, and then two weeks later, uh, he shows up again, I guess, and he just does like it's another thing that's very no one gets harmed or anything like that but he just shows up and he terrorizes someone else and then he just completely disappears so it's one of those incidents where this myth came around first of first because of how ridiculous it sounded a man in a bunny suit and then because of um then just because of the actual event that might have happened but wasn't very well documented so when i look this up the reason why i'm like going back and forth on information here is because there there's tons of different information there's the guy who did the investigation there's what the newspapers say from around the time there is other people who report to have seen a bunny man at this bridge but this bridge i saw a picture of it. it's just like this small bridge it's not anything special it's creepy though it is creepy it's like one of those bridges like in the woods it's just but it's like the small like looks like barely two lanes of a paved road um yeah so it's like cemented yeah. off kind of yeah cemented around it but either way whichever one you want to go with there's either an insane person who was skinning animals and then decided to so i think so the 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 most vivid one that I read with that one, with the one that's probably not true, is he found a group of teenagers, he skinned them, and then he hung them from the bridge. Okay. Uh, but that one, again, most likely not true. There is most likely a man who is in a bunny suit or something who did terrorize people twice, but that's it. So who knows? It was most likely teenagers or just a guy who was getting off on terrorizing people. It's always hard to say because things like this pop up. But I thought it was really, really interesting just because it has created like a culture in this area of this bridge being like terrifying and that you, something might happen to you. It's also interesting because like you said, it's like half legend, half concrete. Cause I'm, I, I pulled up some bunny man stuff and they have like the actual hatchet that he threw at the car on display. Yeah. So there's like physical evidence of this thing happening. So it's like it happened, but it's blown out of proportion. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of truth and that's kind of creepy. I mean, the, the funny thing with this one is either way, there's nothing supernatural. It's either way, there is a guy yeah. in a bunny suit or skinning bunnies who <laughs> is terrorizing people. And whether, whether or not whichever one's real, one of them most likely is real. And like you said, the hatchet's there. You can track down the couple. The couple was tracked down and they told the same exact story that they told. And then obviously the guy said that they were obviously shaken about it still. Um, I mean, that'd be terrifying, though. Someone just chucks a hatchet into your car. It's like very, that's very like strangers to me. It's just very much this realistic perspective of someone just having fun with you for no reason. But it's really interesting for that reason to me because there's nothing supernatural about it. And that's what I find so fascinating. Terrifying. I would not want a hatchet thrown in my car. I don't know anybody that would actually. Who knew <laughs> that a bunny man could be so scary? I was going to say, I think when I looked up Have bunny man... Have you seen any like, old pictures of Easter Bunny? No, like? that's true. I, I think the thing that creeps me out, honestly, is the story of a dude in a white suit with bunny ears on, though. Because yeah. that just sounds like People someone who's rich, who's like, I need to release this, like, this need that I have to terrorize people and then just chucks a hatchet at someone's yeah. windshield. Uh, I think it actually made it on, almost made it on my dishonorable, but I didn't look too much into it. I just found it ridiculous it's that it's fair. Like a bunny man. So it's on my <laughs> second because 
something definitely happened, and it, there's nothing supernatural about it. Yep. And but the problem with it is, like I said, there are tons of different variations of the stories. I mean, I found I came across like probably like 15 to 20 different variations of the story. It's cool, but there's too many. There's too much going on for it to be consistent. So uh, moving on to my number two, I'm going <clears> to <throat> go kind of with a little bit more of a classic style urban legend, but it's Nora the Nun. Um, Nora the Nun is exactly what, you know, she was a nun in a castle in the 15th, or 12th or 13th century. Um, it, that's where she was rumored to live, at least. Um, and so basically what happened with Nora is that she met a handsome castle guard who got her pregnant and uh after it was discovered um she was going to be executed for it because it was a sin against god and you know stuff like that so nora ran with her baby and hit him in a tree trunk because she was running away from people so she hid the baby in the tree trunk and she eventually lost the the captors that were chasing her and when she went to go return to get her baby back she couldn't find it again so like she got lost trying to get to uh like she couldn't find the baby so she got lost trying to find the baby again and so now it's basically she's doomed to search the woods because she can't move on until she finds her baby so she's doomed to search the woods until she finds her baby and the thing that kind of gets me about that is like that's your classic like you know like i know we've given many other reasons why to avoid the woods before with our cryptids episode that we did way back uh, but this avoid would be an, everything uh, <laughs> yeah this is another one though you know, because they were saying that there's uh, been many sightings and car crashes along the roads uh, outside of the woods as a real result of seeing the nun, like, standing in the middle of the road, so they, they swerved over to crashes. So there's kind of your classic uh, your classic trope of, you know, the, the, the woman standing in the middle of the road, you swerve over to crash and people die, you know, different stuff like that. But I think the thing that gets me is, like, she's can't pass on until she finds her baby. Well, at this point, it's been so long that she's probably never going to find that baby. So she's doomed to, to basically walk those woods like, for all eternity at this point. So that's always going to be something that's that's going to be there. Yeah. Like, there is no chance of that, like, going away. And that's something, I don't know, it's just one of those things that kind of, like, gets me about it. Or, you know. So, I don't know. It's kind of kind of a neat. It was kind of a neat story that I ran into. I don't remember where I ran into it, but I thought it was worthy enough to put Interesting that a nun got pregnant. I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's part of the thing is she's not sacred anymore or whatever. Yeah. And but I mean, you know, I guess love conquers all, I guess, in a way. <laughs> but I guess it doesn't because she didn't I was about to say, did she She died, lost yeah. her child, and yeah, has lost yeah, it for all that's eternity. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> love <laughs> has lost. <Yeah>. That's <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> in the afterlife. But she gets to walk around a serene forest for the eternity. Yeah, so, I didn't know. That's one some, thing I didn't see is where it was at exactly. If uh, I died oh, in and I was just searching for something through a forest as a ghost for the rest of my life, I mean, you get to walk, walk around a forest forever. That's, yeah, but that's not what your main, like, you're worried about, like, still trying to find. It's just, at this point, it's a repeating scenario. Yeah. At this point now, and that's, you know, so, like, you're going to keep experiencing the same emotions because at a certain point, like, it's, it's going to reset, you know, for her. At least yeah. that's the way that I see it. It's like, it's a constant reset. Has anyone ever tried to just, like, give her a baby? And yeah, right like, here. This take, is yours. This is right yeah, here. Yeah, I don't know why I'm giving my baby to a ghost <laughs> randomly, but... Oh, it's not It's not mine. I took it out of a stroller, like, oh, four oh blocks God. back. Jesus. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm sorry for oh, that one. Man. I'm sorry for that one. No, I'll just no, excuse ur- myself. <laughs> no urban legends are safe from uh, <laughs> the listers here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I tuned out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I can't take anything seriously. All right. Um, my number two is gonna be so we've we've talked about this fact before. Uh, my wife is Filipino, so I had to put something based in Philippine folklore. Uh, it's called the Loacan Woman in White, and it's that quintessential woman, woman on the side of the white. road. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about this is <clears throat> the stories say there's one road in Baguio City, which is uh, like north midwestern uh, Luzon, which is the main island where Manila is and everything. Um, there's a road that used to have a tree right in the middle of it. And so people would have to go around this tree. And there was a story that a woman in white lived inside of that tree. And so whenever you drove past that tree, people would look in their rearview mirror and see a woman sitting on their back seat. And then they would drive. And then, you know, when they got to their destination or when they got a little further, they would look back and she was gone. So it's, like I said, it's that quintessential, like, woman appearing a lot of the stories are like a hitchhiking woman where you pick her up and then she disappears. Yeah. This one apparently just kind of like manifests into, uh, it also says that there's like a fog that surrounds the tree and the fog manifests itself into a woman, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. I So the woman in white thing, that's the first thing that I always think of whenever you, someone says urban legends is I immediately think of the woman in white because there is, as you said, the Filipino one. There's mm-hmm. also multiple states in this country that yep. have women in white stories that are all exactly the same. It's you yep. drive past them, and even if you don't let them in your car, they show up in the back seat, yep. Yep. and they're just kind of there. They don't really do, yeah, they don't do anything, anything yeah. though. They just are there to terrify you. Mm-hmm. There are some stories, like um, whichever one's, I can't remember, Supernatural Base there is off of a real story, which is that uh, if you pick her up, you drive her to the location she wants to go, and it's an abandoned uh, building, mm-hmm. is what it is. And then she just disappears. And it's said if you go in the building, then you're going to die. And that's that's where you don't go in the building. But also, <laughs> you don't let a ghost woman in your car at 1 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, because that's just bad mojo. But... Do you open the door for them? Or do they just kind of, like, go into your car? Well, if they do that, then you shouldn't <laughs> drive anywhere with them. I think most of the stuff that we see is, is like, as far as, like, what Cameron's talking about is if they don't, you don't know it's a ghost right away. Yeah. You just see a woman in white, you know, usually an attractive woman in white because that's, you know, what's going to cause you to pick her up. It's like, oh, this, you know, damsel in distress. Dude, I wouldn't pick up Ryan Reynolds at 1 o'clock in the morning on a middle-of-nowhere road. I'm not going to pick up some random woman either. Like, yeah. I'm just Even saying. Even if she wasn't a ghost, like, she's probably going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying is, like, I'm not going to pick up anyone at 1 o'clock in the morning. I, it could be someone that looks like someone I know. Like, they could be like, I'm your family member, and I'll think about it. Like, maybe I'll drive slowly <laughs> to protect them from any harm while they walk to their destination. Sure, get in the trunk. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll just pop that open. You just climb right in. That's safe. But, yeah, I always think the woman in white ones are interesting. So, so this one says that it's it's Baguio uh, taxi drivers who tell the story a lot because you know they're out late, they're driving around. Um, this one says that, just like you said, they stop. She asks to be brought somewhere. It's a place called Mindsview Park, which I've been. It's beautiful. It overlooks a, um, like the city, uh, but would disappear before they got there. So, again, I don't really have anything else to say about it. We've pretty much covered it. It's one of those stories that makes its way around the world, and it's just one of those instances that I thought was interesting because it's 
not based in the U.S. Yeah, I think the thing to get out of it is that if you are a female person and you die in a horrific situation, don't wear white. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you act like they're going to plan for that. Like, oh, I'm going to die. Wait, 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 wait. Let me change hey, my white Hey, some dress. of those, they do plan for it, okay? That's where some of those come from. It's like suicide you... type things. What if you do die in something other than a white dress, but then you're doomed to wear a white dress? Like, yeah, right. You turn into <laughs> what? Like the Grim Reapers? Like here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Like, honey, you, you can't die? cross yeah. till you yeah. put this on. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on from terror. This is going to be such a comedic episode. Number one. That's all of our episodes. That's, but like, right? I mean, someone's listening. Like, no. That's <laughs> like, I was like, we did based of a true story, and I feel like we laughed more than a lot of other episodes. That's true, yeah. So, moving on to our number one. <laughs> um, I went with one that I had never actually heard of, and I think this one's kind of interesting because it's kind of like a serial killery children thingy going on. It's called The Candy Lady, okay. which is a really... Have you, I don't know if you guys have, have heard of it. It's, it's heard of the candy from man, Texas. Yeah, it, yeah. Candy Lady's different. So I had heard of the Candy Man. I found the Candy Lady, though, in some weird random list that I found. Um, this one comes from Texas. So basically uh, what happened was is there was this rural town in Texas, and a bunch of uh, like kids started going missing. This was in the early 1900s. Uh, they started going missing, and it came about that there is this legend where people were saying that a woman was coming at night to their open window sills to the children's rooms and placing candy on the windows. And then she was luring them further out by promising them more candy and more snacks, right? Now, this came about because one of the children they actually found. They found him dead and he had candy in his pockets and the parents had not given him any candy. So what they so what it came about is people actually thought there was a real woman going out who they dubbed the candy lady and she was giving the children candy and pulling them out into the woods, right? Uh, now I want to go into who this woman actually was because there's a real woman that people thought it was and her name is Clara Crane. Uh, so Clara Crane was uh, a woman whose own life was kind of steeped in tragedy. Uh, Basically, she was married to an older guy, and they had a child, uh, and it was her only daughter, but her daughter was killed in an accident, and Clara Crane uh, blamed it on the husband. Uh, this is a real human being, and there's there's not a lot known about her, and this pops up every now and then about her. Uh, but it's said that she killed him with poisoned caramels. So there, there's the start of the whole candy lady legend. Uh, then she was sent to an asylum where she was there for a few years, and then she got released because of overcrowding, as did often happen, right? Basically, after she got released, like a few years later, children started disappearing, and then, of course, they found the boy with candy in his pockets. So it just it's like this whole progression of this woman that possibly was just luring children out at the because of the loss of her own child. That's interesting. It also says that she made a doll out of her torn bed sheets and named it the same name as her daughter that's really died, interesting which is marcella creepy yeah, yeah that's interesting i'm sorry i found an urban dictionary for the oh, candy yeah. lady and that's what i was laughing about um i had to google like candy lady urban legend that's, i was only pulling up a candy shop in albuquerque i was a candy lady yeah so i won't be going to that candy shop i that's what you were talking about i've never heard of the candy lady before this is the first time i've ever encountered it and now it's one of my favorite which you know obviously it's on my number one it's one of my favorite things i've ever heard because it's just it's, again, 
it's not supernatural and i think that makes that makes it all the worse because this is just i mean this could totally happen a woman luring children out in the 1900s like especially someone who you're going to trust and like in the 1900s that was like the epitome of like who you think you trust mm -hmm. there were even rules like that were built upon that idea that were like if you're in a bad situation go run to a woman because you can always trust a woman like things like that but no, you can't, yeah. right and then the candy lady comes around mm -hmm. in you know rural texas in the 1900s and starts possibly killing children i just think it's fascinating and the truth is is there was some reason why children were disappearing yeah. as well that's not the urban legend part of this yeah. the urban legend part is who was doing it yeah so i it's another one that's really creepy because it's a little down to earth and a little a little close to home in that sense it's also interesting because i you know i only found this one thing this one article while you're talking about it because i'd never heard of it either but it also says that once she was released from the asylum they don't know where she went so she kind of like dropped off the radar yeah. and then kids started disappearing yep and so they couldn't necessarily pin it on her, but they had no idea where she was. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's just, you know. I mean, it's interesting. You have real children disappearing. You have a real place in Texas, and you have a real woman who was in an insane asylum. And, and, you know, when you put it all together, it makes sense. It doesn't the mean it's realism. true. Yeah, it's like the yeah. realism is what makes it the scariest thing of all. Like, right. Because you know, most of these are, like, just, like, a ghost getting in the back of your car and, and scaring you a little right. bit. But this is, like... No, like, this is, like, real accounts of, like, stuff like this a happening. A dead child was found with candy in their pockets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this says it was the town sheriff. Oh. So, I mean, urban legend. Right, no, no. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing about urban legends. It says legends, he had forks shoved, shoved into his eyes, and he was found with candy in his pockets. What? And he was missing teeth. So that's I guess they, they found teeth all over the place as well. Yeah. Uh, horrifying. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying. That's how I'm gonna start off number one, though. If that's the creepiest <laughs> thing out of Texas, then yeah, right. I was seeing a couple of articles where it's like the, the creepiest urban legend. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I'm sure like Texas a place like place. Texas. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and a place like Texas is not gonna have like I don't know. But anyways, that one's still cool though. Like that one, I, I do appreciate that one. Um, so I'm going to kick it off, or not kick off my number one, with a one from my childhood in a way. Um, but I'm, I grew up in, in El Paso, Texas, which is a big Hispanic community. And there we have what's called the Kukui, okay. which is basically like the Mexican boogeyman. But it was always ones that like mothers and, and you know, parents and stuff used to scare, scare the kids into behaving. You know, saying that like, you know, if you don't start behaving right now, the Kukui is going to come and get you. How do you spell that? Uh, C-U-C-U-Y. Okay. Um... So, yeah, it was just one that, like, from my childhood where, like, you know, like, every kid was afraid of the Kukui, just like, just like the Boogeyman, but what kind of separates it from the Boogeyman a little bit is, like, the Boogeyman was usually one to grab you, like, at night from underneath the bed. I never really heard too much of, like, the Kukui doing that, like, being, like, only coming up from underneath the bed. Like, it was, as far as I knew, it was, um, like, he would just come and, like, just get you, I guess. Um, so, I mean, there's there's some interesting, like... It, so yeah, it's a Hispanic yes. uh, folklore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big. It was like I said, it was a big one for me back at home. Um, so let me see if I can pull out I just, just a little bit. Josh and I were laughing because I typed in Kikui and what popped up is a medical doctor in New Orleans. Uh, we have <laughs> K U K U. Yeah, yeah, I know. I typed in the wrong thing. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I'm Doctor Kikui. <laughs> I gotta like, go. Oh God, no! <laughs> I gotta go. There's a movie called Kakui the Boogeyman that came yeah, out last year. Yeah, that looks year. uncomfortable. 
Um, he also apparently appeared in the show Grimm, which is interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dang. Grimm killed the Constantine yes, show. Yes, I know. I was, yeah. And it, I'm not getting into it. It had Constantine had better ratings. I'm not getting into it. Oh, there we go. So yeah, he kidnaps children who don't behave themselves. Is one of the big the big ones. Ears like a bat and sharp teeth like a barracuda. It looks like there's pictures that I see that looks like he's just like a werewolf. Yeah, I did or see that one as well. So like nobody, I don't think really ever actually knew what the Kakui looked like because obviously like you know the Boogeyman we have like you know the Boogeyman we have some ideas. Of, of kind of what he could potentially look like, but, like, it was, like, the, like the Kukui is always shrouded in so much mystery mm. as, like, a child. You just knew that, like, you, like, as soon as, like, his name came out, like, you immediately straightened up. So. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. I pulled up one. And that's what I'm saying. It's, like, he was scarier than the yeah. Boogeyman, like, growing up. Yeah, there's one that this artist, I don't know who, did uh, Veronica Polanco on WordPress.com, but it's just, like, this really creepy image of this thing creeping into the door with red eyes. Man. Yeah, so um, I grew up with that one. So with, like, you know, with the, with the Kukui. Like, if you misbehaved. Go ahead, Josh. Kukui the Boogeyman, it doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score, but it's got a 64% from audience, from 15 people on, on the audience score. And 517 on IMDb gave it a 4.7 out of 10. So, hmm. decent? Like, not too bad, yeah. Possibly worth watching. Um, yeah. So yeah. I did see something somewhere that he was, like, with a hollow pumpkin head. Was another one that I had seen, like a, 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 a like a potential image huh. of him. Yeah, so that was that was one of the interesting ones because, like, like I said, we never we, we, we never had any kind of an idea what he looked like. But it made me interested. This is not my number one, but we didn't have the headless horseman on our list, not yet. No, no. I just but yeah. That's a, there's a lot that we could have put on our list, yeah. and I think there's a, like an entire like genre of sim- something similar to that that we could yeah. that we could put. So. Um, yeah, El Kukui. My uh, my number one is going to be completely false, but it is an urban legend. Um, it's going to be the Russian sleep experiment from Creepypasta. Do you guys uh, remember that? Yeah, I've read it. Yeah. Um, it is supposedly about... Um, it took place in the 1940s, is, was the story. Um, they took five political prisoners and put them in a gas chamber and administered airborne stimulant for the purpose of keeping the subjects awake for 30 days. And they did this experiment on uh, the mind and keeping, keeping them awake and see how they would react in this enclosed uh, chamber together. And they said that uh, on the 15th day, they decided to turn off the gas and open the chamber. And they walked in and they found just like cannibalism, disemboweled people, um, mutilation, they they mutilated like each other and themselves, which is terrifying. And again, this is a story that showed up in Creepypasta. It has never been true. I don't right. think there's ever been anything similar. Uh, again, if I'm wrong, tell me. But um, there was only one survivor, so it's like that the horror movie like plot where it's like five go in, one comes out. Um, but I believe they have done studies on the story now. Like, they've used it to base research or whatever off of it. Um, but it was just interesting because it was a straight-up story that people believed before they found out that it was completely falsified. But 
Um, I mean, we do have like like we do have studies of what sleep depravity does to the human mind, yeah. and we do see like you know signs of insanity and like. Um, do it with like hallucinations and stuff that like you start to experience. So like I mean, something like that isn't really that far off the reservation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of potentially happening, especially like if you're locked in a room for 15 days yeah. and like sleep deprived, like you could totally go insane. Like everyone could go insane and, and totally just maul each other. Like yeah. it's, it's very, it's a very real possibility. Well, I mean, we know that like people have like completely lost. I mean, Stanford experiments, the one of the best experiments that of that. Yeah is i mean it's it's one of the best examples because it shows that you can kind of just lose your mind based on what you're told you are mm-hmm. and that's the most fascinating thing is like these are people who were adults they were not like children or anything like they they knew who they were as people and yet they still somehow got switched over and some of them still have problems today because of this it. could have very well been based off of the stanford experiment. yeah I've always it sounds like it it's is. very closely related yeah um if you're not familiar with the stanford uh experiment it's basically they set up a fake prison and they said they took uh, I forget how many students. Um, I don't remember it, how many students. I was but yeah. say it doesn't say they took X amount of uh, of volunteers, and they said you know X amount of you are guards, X amount of you are prisoners, and they like left them there, and yeah. they essentially like they were beating each like the guards were beating the prisoners and all this stuff. It was like horrifying circumstances, and it was all yeah. a volunteer study. And it was just like they all lost their mind and became hungry with power. And and the professor that was doing this at Stanford, he was checking in on them consistently as well. And then one day he came across uh, with with an assistant of his or like a fellow, co- I think it was a colleague, wasn't an assistant. He came across them in the hallway and they were walking in a line and they were all dressed up like that. And the person brought to his attention, they were like, why are they treating them like this? Like this seems real. And that was when he realized that it was becoming a problem and he needed to shut down. But the most fascinating thing that I've always found out that I've always found about this and that he's never talked about is he saw it at that moment and he said, this is wrong and it needs to be shut down. He didn't shut it down till the next day. I was going to say it ran for six days. He let it run one more day. And I always think that's interesting. It's like, you're like, this is awful, but it's obviously your morbid curiosity. You let it go one more day. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting. So yeah. My my thing was completely fake, but it was interesting, and then I always enjoy talking about the Stanford experiment just because it's so it is really bizarre and yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I had a teacher, uh, my psychology teacher, who knew him, so she told knew us the, like, knew the, the guy professor. who ran it. Yeah, oh, wow. okay. uh, so she told us a whole bunch of stuff about it and like, what he had talked about afterwards and stuff. Really interesting stuff. Uh, do we want to talk about the? The, the votes that we had. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, it was Chupacabra that, that, won, was that came through. Yeah, for like all the guy, all the people out there that voted. It was Chupacabra versus Bloody Mary. I, I want to say though, it was who was more realistic. Was the vote right. was was how it was typed out, and it, that is an obvious like Chupacabra. Yeah. Because when you break it down, the Chupacabra is one thing I've always argued is it is real. The animal it's itself. Goat killer. Right. The animal yeah. itself though might not be. Like might not be a real thing, but there's something out there. Killing just like goats. what I talked about on my on the candy lady, there's something out there killing animals, and not just goats. I mean, like it murder, it like massacres creatures yeah. in general. Um, but yeah, that one's always an interesting one because there is definitely some kind of creature out there that does that that we've never actually witnessed doing that. Or there's like a cult, which is some people have thought, or something like that that's like sacrificing animals. But it's a really interesting one. One of the most popular urban legends, like one of the first things that pops up every time yeah. you search urban legends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually tired of hearing about the Chupacabra. That's why I didn't put it on my list. That's why it's like, not on my list. That's why I was like, yeah. I gotta figure out something to put from my like home area, and I'm like, the Chupacabra is that. 
Like, and I was just like, oh, that's not. Someone should make, like, a cute movie called, like, The Chupa Cobbler. And he, like, he's, like, a cobbler who, like, makes houses, you know? Like, or the Chupacabra, where he wears, like, his hats. <laughs> Chupacabra. It's, it's, like it's like a paternity house. Uh, the the Chupacabras go surfing. <laughs> you guys don't steal that idea. Maybe it's We're just a that. frat that goes out and they suck the blood of goats. Then it's, like, comedic, but also oh, absurdly like that's their, horrific. That's their hazing ritual. <laughs> the Chupacabras. Uh. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move into honorable now, right? That's, that's what we want to do. We start with this honorable because that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, moving into honorable, um, I'm going to go into one of the most famous urban legends. We actually mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, the Headless Horseman is, oh, my, is, my honor, is my honorable mention. Just when I said it didn't show up. <laughs> I've, I've always loved The Headless Horseman. It's been one of my favorites since I was a kid in Legend of Sleepy Hollow and all of that. Uh, it, it originates-ish uh, in America, but it's actually not an American legend. Um, so it originates with a soldier who was killed in a battle in America, and then he carried uh, his head around, and he, he would like slice off the head of travelers that he came across, right? Uh, but this was actually, a, for some reason, it was a Christian propaganda myth that came around in this country. I don't really know what they used. I couldn't find any information for what the propaganda came out of that. <laughs> like, I don't know what, I guess it just, maybe it helped people you be like, pray or like you'll lose carry your this <laughs> saint with you and you won't get, you won't meet the headless horseman. Um, but it's actually a Dutch myth. Uh, so... What it what it is in Dutch is the same exact thing. Uh, he carry it's a man who rides a black horse and he's missing his head and he carries around his head and he cuts off the heads of travelers. But I, I think the headless horseman is so interesting just because it, it's evolved from this guy carrying his own bloody head to this guy carrying a pumpkin oh, that, that, that he yeah, uses as his head. Like, where did we get that pumpkin from the... So from what I've heard, and I couldn't find anything conclusive on this, so don't believe this is fact. Don't, don't believe the Headless Horseman is fact. Uh, <laughs> but is that he lost his head at some point. Like he had it, like he would carry it, and then he no longer had it, so in order to replace his head... He carries a jack-o'-lantern. I honestly think it's probably just because it made it more kid-friendly. Right. That's honestly yeah. probably where it came yeah. from, is instead of a blood-dripping head, head yeah. you have just a, a jack-o'-lantern with a light in it, um, which I think is cool because then... Which is somehow lit up for some reason. But I, yeah. Well, see, it's lit up, and then like I always wonder, like, does he have to carve a new one whenever it rots? Like, Does he just have like <laughs> no, this whole just, pumpkin patch? I like to imagine that he sprays bleach <laughs> on it, because that's apparently supposed to be a thing that you can do to like preserve the pumpkin. It's probably like a plastic pumpkin that he got from like Walmart. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, always, I also wonder, like, spirit. <laughs> like, does he ever like carve new faces in it too? Like, I don't want to be this face he anymore. Has, he has like a mad. That was like you open up his closet. He's got the emotion ones, like depending on where he's. Oh, he's got a funeral today. Let me get the sad one today. We should just do like funny, like scary things, like a, a headless horseman. That like it'd be sad. He just picks up like a sad pumpkin head and puts yeah, it on. He, I just picks up the first pumpkin that's there. That's I just see like I, the like, first yeah. Harry Potter movie where like the head is like on the back of his head, so he just like flips around the pumpkin. And it's just another <laughs> it's like face. A, it's like a Lego. Yeah, like <laughs> a Lego. Yes. He's even like wearing a wig to like cover the back of it. <laughs> But I love the Headless Horseman. I'll end this with one of my favorite renditions of it is there is a really cool side mission that goes on for quite some time in Assassin's Creed 3 uh, where you actually go and you hunt down the Headless Horseman. It's like something running around with that head murdering soldiers. Uh, it's kind of fun. But I, it's just a fun myth more than anything else. It's also not one that really exists anymore within culture. It's like uh, so It does nice. in the theater. 
It doesn't we do theater, a lot of like because I actually but like was part of but I mean like society wise there's no one out there walking around in the woods like oh man the headless horseman is oh, going to get me yeah, like if yeah. you hear a horse coming for you in the middle of the night then that would be something to worry about but you're not going to hear that anymore it might be like the headless dirt bike guy I did enjoy what was the what was the movie uh, Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp yeah with Johnny Depp yeah I enjoyed that wasn't that Christopher Walken as the headless horseman I'm pretty remember. sure it was Christopher Walken which is Christopher Ryden. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on um, to my honorable. Wait, yeah, I was going to say Go um, it also, it's a, it's a staple of like uh, popular culture in general. There's like Rocco's Modern Life did a, a rendition of the Headless Horseman. There's like the movie Sleepy Hollow. There was the Fox show Sleepy Hollow. Um, in World of Warcraft, like right now there's the Halloween event going on and like the main villain you can queue up to fight the Headless Horseman. And they've uh, organized the story to where he was like a paladin who got corrupted and lost his head. And so it's, it's really interesting. They just, they, he's in everything, but he's not in like real, right. real folklore anymore. He's yeah. like popular culture folklore. I just think that's interesting. That is actually really cool. Yeah, because I mean, you do see him yeah. come up like, you know, Carrying that pumpkin head of his around. Plus, I think it's perfect because it's how it's you know it's a few days before Halloween, so it's or whenever yeah. this is released, it will be the day before Halloween. Yeah. Um. So it's, you know, it's perfect that you brought perfect it up. Timing, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate so. that. Um. Cool. For real, this time moving into my honorable mention, I'm gonna go with a uh, South African, uh, like urban legend, a pinky pinky, yeah. is what it came up as. So, yeah. which is interesting. It's 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 kind of out there which is why I put it on my honorable mention because the story like the the snippet of the article that I got is saying that uh, Pinky Pinky uh, goes out <laughs> so it says while American kids had Bloody Mary to terrify them out of going to the bathroom alone girls in South Africa had Pinky Pinky so reported as having shockingly pink hair who would target women just trying to use the bathroom um, and according to like you know South American South African like folklore and stuff like you know Pinky Pinky does not like girls who wear pink underwear. Yep. And but where it got kind of really like bad, like really uh, like grotesque and, and kind of like fitting for this 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 month that we're doing is like saying that um, has been known Pinky Pinky's been known to attack, rape, or even murder like the girls. So yeah. I'm like that's where like where it kind of like you take this step back and you're like whoa okay like you go from like. You know, pink hair and like you know, just like oh, I don't like that you're wearing pink underwear. Like whoa, you're like now you're, like now you're killing this girl for it. Like so, but it was definitely worth mentioning. I, yeah, I, I I came across it too. I feel like it's one of those um like I, like I mentioned earlier. I I believe that every myth and every lie there's like a grain of truth, right? And I always wonder if it's one of those things where it was like more of a warning that like because there's like scary men out there, there's like pedophiles out there. Like I wonder if it became became what it did because of warnings like that. Like, it, it's not so much a warning. Because what it was is, like, people were told to go to the bathroom with each other. Like, yeah, friends pairs, and stuff yeah. like that. And when you do that, there is less of a chance of, like, having, like, a pedophile attack or anything like yeah. that. Um, and I, I've always wondered if, like, that's where it came from yeah. instead. Because it's such an interesting thing. Because it's not like it's steeped entirely in, like, mythical ideals. Like, it's something that could happen in terms yeah. of someone attacking you. Yeah. I, I asked that I was interested that they're comparing it to Bloody Mary. Yeah. Like, just in the way of, like, going to the bathroom alone. But, like, that's the only similarity it has to Bloody Mary. Because, like, Bloody Mary has to be triggered yeah. by something. But, like, you physically, like, going in there and saying the name. Whereas this one is, like, if you're just wearing the wrong underwear and going to the bathroom by yourself, 
like you know sorry but yeah no I mean like I, I was debating on putting it up higher on my list but I was like it was a little kind of kind of wonky um, yeah I mean I definitely think there's a route you can go I think it gets really dark whatever route like I said like if you go more of a realistic route it can get really oh, yeah. really dark but you can yeah. do it with any like of these oh yeah I think yeah, you so can. Except for the except for Hell's Bridge, yeah. you know, there's not much of a darker. I think a, I think a lot of these now that you bring that up is kind of could be based in like protection in a way. It's like don't go down dark roads by yourself. Don't yeah. take this road down there because yeah. it's unsafe. Well, I mean that's why urban legends start, right? I mean even the headless horsemen they were in times of war. I mean there were soldiers that were out there hunting in times of war at night. So it was essentially be careful if you're traveling at night because even if you're not a soldier, you could be hunted. Yeah. So, I mean, there are things like that. Or, yeah. you know, even like with the, the case of like the Kukui and Krampus that I had on my list is like just don't be, don't be bad. Like, you know, just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, otherwise like this entity is going to get you. Be like, a good person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's kind of how I was trying to phrase it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's... I do want to mention that there's a garage rock band named Pinky. There is. So I, I was trying to get the little snippet for that so I could put it on there my Pinky. Is. And I kept searching. It's like, no, this is not the like not Pinky Pinky that I want. Like, so I'm tired of saying Pinky Pinky. So, Josh, let's move on to my honorable yeah. mention, which is Pinky Pinky. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> as long as you're saying it this time, and I'm not. Um. So this actually went from I kind of did your method. But it never went to my dishonorable, but it jumped from like five to three to four, and then it ended up in my honorable. Um, it's gonna be the Water Babies of Massacre Rocks. I almost actually I put, almost them, on put them on my list. And so yeah. this is gonna be based in Utah. Water Babies. Um, or, so this article says outside of my home in Pocatello, Idaho, somewhere around Idaho or Utah. Um, this is. A story about the Native Americans in that region. Um, it says that there was a great famine that hit their, their village. And so any child born during that famine, they forced the mothers to walk down to the river and drown the babies. Which is already like a terrifying, you know, it's an awful thing to have to read. Um, but then it says that nowadays if you go down to the river and you sit there, you can actually hear babies crying. And I believe you can see, like, little baby footprints and handprints and stuff like that. Um, but there's also a, another version of it, which is the Water Babies of Utah Lake. Um, and that covers about, it says about 150 square miles of north central Utah. Um, and it's basically dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that one as well, which was... So I it's basically the Tianak from Philippines when we talked about the like the baby that cries and lures people into the woods and then eats them or whatever. Yeah. This is basically dwarves that fake being babies and cry. <laughs> yeah. And then the people go into the lake looking to save these babies and they drag them down and drown them. Okay, see the version I read was more like sirens where it's still the babies, but they become like these monsters that live in the lake, but they weren't dwarves. They okay. were they were the actual babies that grew into like creatures <laughs> and then they lure people in and they just yeah. murder them and eat them. Wow. Um, but then this one also says that if they escaped the water babies or the dwarves, there was also a man-hating uh, wait, let me find it. A man-hating monster um, who was reportedly like a reptile with like a dog head or something like that. 
And he would just eat you. <laughs> Does he just like wait? Is he like, this is my time. Yeah. This is my opportunity. Is he just like I, really I, bad at hunting? So he lets them hunt and says, like, I hear crying. It's a 30 foot reptile. That's um, insane. Yeah. It says a different man claimed to see a huge reptile with the head of a dog patrolling the waters of the lake. In 1870, fishermen found a, uh, a large strange skull with tusks protruding from it in the water. So there's just these weird, like, Is there, like, a that... picture of that? Or is that just... I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. That's fine. I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I'm always just curious about evidence. Yeah, but, I know. I yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because it was, like, the Tiana... There's the... We talked about it in the cryptids episode where it's like a Philippine baby monster who cries. And when people go to see where the baby is, it like grows into like this beast and eats them or something so the, like that. So what this has become is when your baby cries in its crib, don't go there because there's a possibility <laughs> that it's, it's trying monster. to eat yeah. you. <laughs> it's a great just, lesson for parents. That's... <laughs> I mean, I guess cribs are fine if you hear a baby crying in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Or, don't don't go. or if you hear them crying in a crib and you own neither a crib nor a baby. That's <laughs> That's so, yep, yep. all right, I was trying to see if I couldn't find the, the, the water baby dwarf uh, one again. Yeah. And so I was scrolling through a webpage that had, like, different, like, Idaho, uh, like, urban legends. And one of the ones that came up is Idaho doesn't exist. It's apparently like oh, a legit nice. like urban legend that people don't think Idaho like actually exists, uh, but that's probably something worth talking about later. <laughs> so just know that I ran into that. That's a thing that oh, exists here. Uh, that's interesting. That is that is very interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll just put the dishonorable sound right over that. And yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> I guess it was Utah Lake and not Utah Estate. Utah Lake in Idaho, if I had to guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's, everything that I saw was in Idaho. Okay. So, all right. Well, moving into our dishonorables, as we did talk about. Uh, mine is a just, it's one that I find boring every time I hear it, and I really just, I don't know, I don't find it interesting, uh, which is why it's on my Dishonorable. Usually I go for one that's interesting and bad, but in this case, <laughs> I just felt like I'd talk about this one. Uh, sewer Gators in New York, yeah. right? Okay. This is yeah. an urban legend everyone knows. It pops up in movies all the time. The Scientists have always said about this that it sounds absolutely absurd because A, New York is way too cold for a, for a gator, and B, their sewers are vile, I, I don't know why people think that gators could just exist in this muck of just, like, crap and urine. Like, that's literally what it is. Just, like, this stew of just people's, like, just trash and excrement. And I just, I've always found it so dumb. I don't, I don't not believe that, like, I would believe it if someone said we found a gator in the sewer. Because it's not like people have been, people have always been prone to, like, get animals they can't take care of and just toss them wherever they can. So, like, if an alligator found its way into the sewer, that wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. Or if someone threw a dead one in there or something like that. It's not like you can flush it down a toilet. But... (laughs) I, I don't know. I just, I've, I've heard multiple people talk about it. I've seen it on documentaries where people talk about it like it's real, where there's people that have said they've encountered one in the sewer, like giant ones too. We're talking like these huge things. 
But even with the amount of rats down there, it's really just not a good place for them to survive. I think they just go to, like, Central Park, honestly, if <laughs> nothing else, and they die in the winter. But I don't, I don't know. I just always think it's boring. Every time I hear it, I, it's just not interesting to me. Like, I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I will say, uh, going into that, like, there are times, this is this leads into, like, me saying that, like, I can believe, I believed if someone said they found a dead one or something down there, um, or if, like, animal wranglers were like, yeah, we got called because someone dr- dumped one down there. Yeah. Uh, but there, there was here in Colorado, actually, pretty close to where we're recording right now, which is on, like, the southwest side of Colorado, or of on Denver, I mean, Denver, Colorado. Um, there was, there were two squids or octopus, something like that, found in uh, a lake over here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think it was Chatfield or something like that. Uh, but there were two found in there by a fisherman and they were both, they're both thought to have been dead when they were found. And what they're both thought to have is someone got them as, as pets and they couldn't keep them. So they chucked them in a lake. But because it's not a saltwater lake, yeah. they can't survive in that environment. Were they large? They, they were. They, they were, were decent size. They, okay. I saw a picture. There was a legitimate picture okay. of them, um, which is more than what New York surrogators have. Right. And, <laughs> but I saw a legitimate picture of them. Um, it was kind of interesting just to see that someone had actually thrown them in there. But there's no way they had survived at all. They're both like, I guess, just like really malnourished and stuff. It's obviously someone that just couldn't take care of them. Yeah. Um, but things like that happen, and I think that's all the surrogator thing is. It's just this. This idea that it's just this myth propagated by the idea that people dump exotic animals. So, interesting. Yeah, it says it was Boyd Lake. Boyd? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a lake I've been to. I know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, so I was looking through, and I actually ran into a little bit of thing on like Ripley's Believe It or Not, but they're saying exactly what you were saying. Like, no, they wouldn't be able to survive. Um, like without warmth, like you know, they would go into like torpor, which is. They're all their primary bodily functions all but cease. They were saying they can survive for several months in this state, like throughout the winter, so they could survive for a while, but they're going to eventually die without sun anyways. Well, and the truth is, is could they survive in the sewers based on heat alone, like if temperature was the only factor? Absolutely. Those sewers get hot. I mean, like, they could yeah. absolutely survive. There's steam coming from them. But they need the sunlight. But they need other factors. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. other things they need. And human excrement and so giant tunnels. Exactly. Like, there's just... Yeah. They, they live Species in, like... like I don't know what people think about swamps. Like, swamps may look dirty, but, like, they are clean environments for the animals that live there yeah, like yeah. they are real environments that they live in so mm-hmm. um, yeah i just think it's a dumb myth i saw a tweet by colorado parks and wildlife and it says if you're dumping octopuses in state parks please stop <laughs> <laughs> get them get them <laughs> that did it that worked <laughs> i'm gonna stop doing it now would it be octopi? Anyway, octopuses. no. That's octopuses. a fun fact: is it is octopuses, um, which is a stupid it's so. Thing. Actually, we're actually studying like octopuses versus octopi in like a linguistic sense, and neither are super incorrect. Um, but octopuses is more correct in like an yeah. official sense. Anyways, so enough nerding out on on octopuses. Uh, moving on to my dishonorable mention, but one that we've actually been allowed to experience. Um, which I find just absurd is, is Slenderman is my, my going to be my dishonorable mention just because like, I mean, just, just the stuff we, we were actually like, we've seen that like the, 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 the birth and the death of this urban legend, you know, and now it's not so, it's so much an urban legend anymore. It's just like a story that we like to like, remember this thing that happened that like shows the absurdity of our country. Um, 
but essentially Slenderman was a like tall, lengthy, like like his arms were clearly like stretched longer than he should have been. He was incredibly tall. He was like seven or eight feet tall, I think. Um, almost looked like he had like a like a like a I don't want to say a sack over his head. But he just essentially had no face. No face, no ears, no nothing. It looked like he was... It's like a green man suit, but it's white. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And he was, uh, like, killing... Um, God, what was it? It, it originally it originated as an internet meme that turned into so much more. We, we got video games from it of, like, him, like, stalking people in the woods. We actually had... Uh, because I was actually just talking about this with my family the other day, is he, is he, we had, we saw two, I don't say teenagers, I think they were like 12 or 13 or something, they stabbed one of their friends, like... This was recent. Three like, girls took one of their friends out to the woods because yeah. they believed that Slenderman was real, yep. and they stabbed her repeatedly and then left her to die. 19 yeah. times. She, 19 times. She survived. survived. And walked out of those woods. Well, Thank God. Crawled, or she, yeah, she survived, she survived. That, that experience, but like, mm. like this is what put it on, like, my dishonorable mention is like, we, like, this was like a big thing, because I was in college, I think I had just started my freshman year of college. Uh, when this, my first time around, uh, this is when this first came about. Because I remember the game being huge and, like, sitting at night, like, playing in the dark and, you know, like, being horrified. Because I was with, like, my roommate and stuff yeah. when we were doing it. But, like, you know, to watch the, the, the birth and the death of this and to see everything that happened because of this was just, it, like, I don't even know, like, why this came to be. Like, you know, why, like, we saw, like, kids... So we, we, we saw this blow up with kids. It became a fat. Yeah, well, at I mean, one point. It became popular because of Creepypasta. So that's where Slenderman yeah. started. Yeah. Uh, the acknowledged creator is Eric Knudsen. Um, he was actually complaining when they first started making films and they weren't acknowledging him. Yeah. So he has been the person that's been acknowledged every single time. Whether or not he actually created the character or not, who knows. But it started as a Creepypasta. Um, and, I mean, yeah, since then it's just. I, that, that's one thing I saw it pop up on a lot of urban legend lists and the thing that bothers me is it's not an urban legend it's not it's never been real or like Slenderman is not a real thing that's one thing that so it's perfectly like understandable it's on a dishonorable because it's not really it's just not really an urban legend it's just legend. a story yeah it's it, just it's not even a story like I don't even know what he talked it's, about it's it, not like. even anything that like anybody believed in not in the time that the games came around everyone was like it's just a game like it's not like it started anywhere that's I mean, what like really kicked off most of the popularity and I think, it was like the game and, and we saw Halloween yeah. costumes for it yep. like all the time like you know and it was all like a teenage you know like a teenager thing yeah, and I think it's an interesting character. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't know why there's a tall man in a suit standing out in the middle of the woods that only walks towards you when you turn your back. But regardless of those facts, it, it's it is honestly just it's a story creation. It's no real than it's no more real than Hellboy. Like yeah. it's it's just fiction. Yep. But yeah. I mean, like it, like to turn it into what it did, like to to be considered like an urban legend. It's just not... No, it's... it's. it's I've not, never considered it an urban legend. There are things that it's based off of, like urban legends that Slenderman is yes. obviously pulled from. It says from. it's based off of H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know if that... Like, it could be, like, somewhat... Because, like, urban legends are all, like, based out of, like... A lot of... Something. Like, some yeah. stories... A lot, stuff, a lot of creepy stuff is based off of H.P. Lovecraft. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the sci-fi horror master himself. Yeah. 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 I, I've always heard that it's based off of, like, the woman in white, which we brought up earlier, that it's based off of that idea of, like, this person, like, following you, basically. But it's like yeah. if you took her and she just followed you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, Slender Man, my dishonorable, just just everything that came because of it. They also came out with a movie last year, and it's sitting on seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And I just saw an article that said it's a good uh, iteration of like a dying fandom. Like nobody cares about Slender Man anymore. They don't even care about a movie. I will say so. that I did watch the movie One Drunken Night, and it is better than it has any right to be. Okay. It's actually a decent film. Okay, I will say that. But it was just at the like the fall. It, like, it, it got more like, hate than it popularity. It got hate because of what it is, not yeah. because of the actual film. I doubt many people actually even saw it. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, moving into our last one though. Yeah. Uh, my last one is kind of ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's the Michigan Dog Man. Did you guys come across this one? I think I did. Like, very briefly, and I skipped half it because I was not interested in the Dog Man. So this comes from Michigan, obviously. Clearly. Um, in 1887, in Wexford County, Michigan, uh, there was a dog man that was allegedly witnessed. Um, he is said to be seven feet tall, blue-eyed, uh, or amber-eyed, <laughs> so uh, inconsistencies like already, right there. Already, yeah. Bipedal canine-like animal with a torso of a human, a human man, and he has a terrifying scream that sounds like a human scream. <laughs> so it's like so it sounds like it was just a guy with like a dog mask just, that was yeah! just yelling. <laughs> it sounds like the werewolf from Harry Potter. It sounds like a werewolf. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but like more specifically, like the skinny, like you know. Um, according to legends, he only uh, appears on years ending in seven, so he only shows up every ten years. Dogman screams like an infant in the night. That was one of the things that I saw. Um, I see that he has extraordinary leaping abilities. He can jump real good. Earliest sighting in eighteen eighty-seven. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pretty, just sounded pretty ridiculous. So it was two lumberjacks who allegedly saw it in 1887, and it just sounds like one of those things that they wanted to get famous and they wanted to. They wanted their 10 seconds of fame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says that he leads a pack of dogs. It says that he leads a pack of like five dogs or something like that. There was a movie based off of it, but it gained popularity in 1987 when a man named Steve Cook who worked for a local radio station, recorded a song about it, and like about its sightings, and I guess put it out on the radio. Okay. And so it, I guess it took a hundred years <laughs> for, for it to actually gain a little bit of popularity. Um, but again, like you said, it just sounds like a ripoff of like a, the old werewolf story yeah. or something like that. But like, it sounds like the dollar store version of like a werewolf <laughs> or something like that. The dollar store? Where it's a guy in a dog mask yelling. You can't afford a silver bullet? Well, you only need it every seven years. That's Or every ten, I guess. After yeah, I saw ten-year increments. Yeah. You were saying something about, like, end, like it, does it, set, end the, it has to end in a seven. So yeah. 2017 is when it, the last time it would have popped up. Yeah. The so only, good, we're safer. We're, we're safer yeah, the only interesting thing I've seen about it is some people think it could be the spirit, the roaming spirits of uh, Cheyenne warriors. Like the Native American. Oh, that sounds like it sounds like it could be rooted I mean, in some sort of Native American story. Because, but overall, every picture I saw, it's literally just like a dog head, but like a dude in a button-up shirt. Yeah, like, that's not. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's just that's like kind of what the I'm thing that too. got me was like it's a human scream though. So that's just weird. It's almost like the American. It's I like an American odd. psycho version, like with that style of a werewolf. Like it's that's what you get. All I I'd think of, all I think about are those goats that scream. Like that's all I think about. <laughs> yeah, right. I just imagine him. 
like getting up on his hind legs or his two feet or whatever, and then just going, ah, like the, the goats. <laughs> so not terrifying. Sorry, Michigan. You, uh, you dropped the ball on that one. You missed again. Oh, okay. Man, that was so good. <laughs> that was so, I'm proud of that one. I am no, not. It's so bad. That was just really, really bad. So we hope you enjoyed our, our list of, uh, of top five. Um, I forgot to mention that they were creepy urban legends. I guess you realize that by now. Um, I tried to stay with creepy we just can, because, like... And then we made them as least creepy yeah, as well. Like yeah, we kind of um, really chopped those down, possible. didn't we? <laughs> we're good at that. It's fine. I'm definitely down to do a just regular urban legend one at some point. Um, but again, with the theme, with the, uh, the Listober and Spooktober, we wanted to keep it a little spooky. Um, a little also, darker. I want to say our social media uh, manager, she wanted me to mention, uh, we mentioned it in a group chat that we have, is an urban legend. Is Donald Trump's hair real? Let us know. Maybe we'll put a poll. We'll <laughs> 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 our next poll. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying it. It's not. It's not not real. It doesn't look real. It looks fake. It looks like someone took like polyester strands and just like dug them into his skull. They made it real. <laughs> <laughs> that said, if he you look believes up, it's real. If you look up on Google whether or not it's real, you'll get some fantastic information. That's <laughs> um, cool. So oh, we can talk about our social media. So we do have social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All social media. You can follow us at List This Podcast on all of them, and feel free to check out our Patreon as well that we're still working on. I guess we're. I need to get on that. I'm really. I've been really bad about that, but. Um, this has been self inflection with Josh. Yeah. <laughs> just need like meditation music right there. <laughs> like I really just haven't been working on the things that I need to work on. Man. And man, I've just I've been thinking really, about it so much, and I just I you know I really oh. need to get on that. I really dropped the ball. <laughs> I really dropped the ball with the Patreon and oh. my life. <laughs> um, no, but we will. Uh, we appreciate you guys' uh, support and follows and clicking those polls. It gives us more stuff to, to chit chat about. And uh, as far as me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. And stay tuned for Character Fight Night, uh, which is coming in November. We ran into some issues in October, and I'm kicking myself in the head. Uh, I have the bruises. That is it. impressive. Um, How do you do that? Um, Some of them were for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jim, kick me in the head. Um, no, so we have some great we have some great bites. We did like a, I guess what is basically like a test run now. Um, we all very much enjoyed it. Got got a lot more discussion out of it than I really even thought yeah. that we were going to. Oh yeah. Um, our next episode is going to be even better because now we know kind of what we're going where to into. work on yep. it. So stay tuned for that. I'll have a Twitter and stuff up for that um, very soon, but not yet. Uh, you can like it on Facebook at Character Fight Night. Um, check it out. I'm on Twitter uh, as the Cameron Guy. You can also follow me on Instagram at that Cameron Guy 22. I use that one more than I use my Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say right now. Cool. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hold Majimbles. Um, yeah, and I don't really have too much else. Jim will be on the first episode of Character Fight Night. Cameron will be on there very, very soon. Um, as long as you're not ripping my choices to shreds. I was treated poorly again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because all your terrible dad jokes. 
I'm, I'm offended that I'm not I even a dad. You're the dad. I'm offended that I didn't come up with them first. <laughs> so with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. And was that Bloody Mary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some random lady just walks in the room next to us. We yeah, said it too many times. Yeah. <laughs> or just enough times. Yeah. How? Why did it take her so long to get here? Is that just? She's very passive. She just took her yeah. and walked out. I'm telling you. I, I well, wonder. I'll get them when they're done recording. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just forgetting which mirror to go to now. <laughs> She's like, wait, that's a window. Wait for these guys to go to the bathroom. We always appreciate you guys uh, listening in, and we will see you next episode. This has been List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. See you later, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah.